Yeah, so I, I was thinking about this week and 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 just wanted to uh, discuss in a bit more detail. I think it was around around play styles, which I kind of like. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we, we spoke a little bit before, just a tiny bit about it, and uh, really, it boils down to the aggressive aggressive play styles versus kind of like I, you know, I don't want to use the the classic the classic label. I was going to say, are we? Are we going to go there? Are we going to use it's, Rhett and Because Chad? it's different, right? Because it is because it's different. Because like, welcome to Scav Talk, an Escape from Tarkov podcast with a focus on the continuing development of game, patch notes analysis, theory crafting, and general gameplay discussions. My name is Church. I dabble in content creation, video editing, and streaming. And I'm Gigabeef, a Tarkov YouTuber, bringing mainly beginner and intermediate guys to the community to help players improve their gameplay, knowledge, and confidence. And welcome to the show. All right, man. man. That was so much better. I love that intro. That's a lot better. It's a lot better. Yeah, that was great. So how have you been? I asked you super quick. I asked you super quickly how your stream was going. You're playing labs, are you? Yeah, I did two labs raids. And um, I didn't get hacked i didn't get okay. desynced i managed to kill one pmc the first raid and then ran my ass to the extract <laughs> <laughs> and in the second raid i killed three raiders and ran my ass to the extract and um they has tracked <laughs> it was good dude i i'm still like i i got lost my second time because i spawned this place i never spawned before and i literally did a circle mm-hmm. within like the first 30 seconds um but yeah it was good i'm i'm excited to play more labs it's just i gotta it's really hard because like i don't think i profited any money oh really on those pro- like the first raid where i killed the pmc yeah the probably, PMC not. probably not yeah that's probably yeah. that's probably fair enough because like yeah i got a zeroed out karand but yeah. yeah and then it's like yeah i got a hk and one mag and he had 995s i really don't use 995s and some armor or like his helmet, but he really didn't have anything. You know, what I mean, all the money's in Founding Raid, and I was like, there was like gunshots going on around me, and I'm like, and I don't want to risk it. I was like, let me just get out. But yeah, probably the Raider one. I made money for sure. See, the Raider one's probably okay because the thing is, they have like a ton of grenades on them and and all of that yes. stuff, right? And like the yeah. rigs and everything. You can you know you can stack some nice rigs together and things. I've hardly played any labs at all. Um. It's, yeah, it's, it's scary. I've I hardly played any, and I want to go back and and do it, but I think it's just like I'm kind of like pick and choosing like where I go and what I do, and it's uh, it's something that I'm going to go to at some stage, but just not like right this right this minute. Like the labs key cards are like even more expensive now. I think yeah, they're more expensive. Um, so so that kind of hurts as well. When did you end up in the basement? Just out of interest, like when you were lost. The yeah, the first time I was I was in like a part of the basement. I don't no like i know the part where you call the elevator like the yeah the one that everyone knows i guess where it's like a it's like in the long haul with the pipes yeah yeah the Anyways. medical elevator one yeah exactly yeah yeah now this but there are bits of that that um when i was kind of like learning the map properly uh you have to like go and there's the bit up it's kind of the if you look at the the map the like typical map that's you know on the wiki and stuff it's like the mm-hmm. kind of the north east side um, mm-hmm. Which is like near the near the sewer tunnel bit, but like there's a yeah, whole bunch that's... of rooms that like don't really have anything in them and stuff, and it's like yeah, you have to kind of 
work your way around a few bits and there's like there's quite a few circular routes through there which i think yeah you found out yeah i'm pretty sure that's where i spawned is like the north because i made my way to like the sewer part where it's like you can run down the the, the sewer tunnel yeah. to like the extract so i was like okay now i know i'm in the corner so i just gotta like wrap my way to the elevator and try to farm raiders <laughs> yeah. no, that's good have you have you played any tarkov this week I have, yes. I've, I've played a little more. To be fair, I've actually hardly played anything because I've just been super, super busy. Um, yeah. But I played a little bit. Um, and I played, I actually went back to Woods. I haven't, I really haven't played Woods at all this wipe. And mm -hmm. I still kind of stick to the the, play, the bit that I know. But yeah, I, I played a little bit of Woods because I had to go and get some, um, I, was, I was doing Junkie, I think, for Jaeger. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I was going to do that one. And it was okay. I, like, I got a couple of, a couple of scav kills but then i ended up in this like ridiculous like there's three minutes left on the clock like fight with some dudes and there was one guy and i killed him and but then there was some and i was like oh let me go loot him and then i was like actually there might be somebody else and then i sort of hit by a rock for a second and i was like oh there's the footsteps there was actually someone else oh my goodness and i was <laughs> playing around with this like sr25 and um i think basically what happened is that um karma came to me because i always i always kind of rag on 762 bp a bit and it's Every time I say it, people are like, no, it's really good, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, someone killed me with 762 BP through a slick. So <laughs> I think I was, I, it was karma coming back to bite me. Just like, no, this round's good, you know? Um, I just I couldn't see the guy. I genuinely just couldn't see him. Like, we kept yeah. flanking, flanking, flanking like crazy. And he was like doing some crazy flanks too. I think really what I should have done is just like run really far away. I kept trying to kind of engage him mm -hmm. in close combat, but I should have just gone really, because I had like a, a, a voodoo. And so I should have just gone really far away and just cut. But things like, oh, yeah, it was it was running out of time. Like it was it was a mess. It was basically a mess. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of like probably my my standout one, I guess. But uh, yeah, I've hardly been able to play. I've like really done more scav factory, just like you know, running around like uh, like crazy than than anything else, just because it's so easy to just dip in and out of. You're not like committed on time. Did you play at all yesterday? I actually didn't. No. Okay. Because I I was curious if you had any bad experiences because yesterday the servers were on fire. <laughs> I I kind of saw on Twitter that people were like, mm, "Nice, uh, <laughs> nice update and stuff," and there's just like people dying around corners and, and all sorts of things. It looked like a bit of a mess. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was. I've only played Tarkov for a year, but that was, and I'm sure the game's been in much worse state in terms of like server performance. But that was it was really bad. It was really bad. But what I noticed is I played reserve twice and I got like really like there's no indicator that the server's bad. It's just more so like you're finding a guy and then you're running away and you're throwing grenades. And you're like, why is my grenade taking six seconds to yeah. go off? I know it wasn't an M67. I definitely put <laughs> F1s in my rig. And then you're both finding each other and then you just stand still. I'm like, oh, OK. You know, it's like <laughs> I shot this guy fifty times in the head. I I know what's about to happen. Yeah. But anyways, I went reserve was bad. I went interchange was bad. And then I remember they had a post where they were like said like some optimizations, like mm -hmm. new server stuff was done on like customs, labs, and factory, I wanna say. Yeah. I was like, all right, let's try factory. And it was fine. Like the games are like perfect. Mm. I don't know if like Yeah, it's it's really odd. And I'm not sure how I've only played. I played labs today and woods. I just did a woods raid. Okay, really they, and that was fine. Right? Labs was fine for you. Was woods okay? 
Yeah, I, didn't, I only ran the scabs though. Okay, so it's I hard to tell. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping that this is just like teething issues from whatever they've done. I'm not entirely yeah. sure what they did. It sounds like a big overhaul, but yeah, always the way with these things, right? There's there's stuff that you uncover that's like, oh, and this isn't working properly, and that's not working properly. And, you know, you have to do all the various network tests and everything. I, I can only imagine the amount of stuff they have to do to yeah really change anything. It's it's probably quite a lot. So hopefully it gets better. And it's maybe they did it then because then it's good for the weekend. So I would hope that that would be the case. And then, yeah. and then we'll see. Uh, it's just interesting because I was like, if I remember their timeline correctly, it was like they announce this hardware upgrades, then they say Labs Factory Customs is supposed to have better performance, and then they finish the update, and then today in the uh, this morning it went down for maintenance because people couldn't log on or something. Yeah, so. I don't know. We'll have to see. I, definitely yesterday was like the worst it's ever been, but hopeful for the future. And yeah. I saw too on not to like, yeah, anyways, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to derail too much here because we got a lot of stuff we want to cover. Fine, 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 fine. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, uh, what what's what's new? I mean, I I don't know. Do do we do we talk about the raid at all? I don't know. Like I actually didn't watch it for a while, and then the and raid then, series, yeah, and then saw the latest yeah. one a bit late after everyone else. I was like trying to avoid spoilers on Twitter and stuff. Just like anytime anyone mentions it, I'm just like, oh, don't cover the screen. Like, <laughs> don't see what don't see what happens. Yeah. Um. Well, have you watched it at all? Well, yeah, I guess not I've, really. No. What do you mean? I I, I watched it. I watched it. I watched it in the end. Oh, you did? Yes, yeah, so I have That's, seen it. I'm up oh, okay. To date. I'm up to date. Oh, now you've caught up. But now before caught you were, you were yeah, worried before, about spoilers. It was like earlier this week, so oh, I actually okay, watched I it, I think, Wednesday. So you've seen them all? Yeah, I've seen them all, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I love see, them, I, I love them. Honestly. Really? Yeah, I think, I think they're great. I think they're great. I need to watch it. I, I just, I don't know why. I just haven't, like, put it in my to-watch list yet. Have you not seen them? <laughs> I haven't seen them, You no. haven't seen them? Oh, my God. I've seen bits and pieces. Is they're it like, really? Dude, okay. they're like twelve. They're like ten, twelve minutes long. Like, they're so short. Really? really? Yeah, they're really I thought they were really long. long. They're not very long. Like, the last one, I think, the latest one is like fifteen minutes or something. And that's oh, like I thought the they were like thirty minutes. No, 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 no. It's really like you, okay. you can bash the whole thing out in an hour, and you definitely should. Like, All right. It, now it, that you said that, it's kind of like you know a loose weaving of like some kind of plot and like some Tarkovy things. But like most of the time when I'm watching it, I'm actually really bad at watching movies, and I'm I get quite confused especially in in the raid ones but so, so it's just kind of like some like general plot stuff and you know following characters and character development whatever and then the other half of it is just like non-stop gunfighting and it's the way the reason why it's great is because it does actually feel like you know it's the the old adage which uh everyone has a plan until they meet the enemy or you know everyone has a plan until they mm. get hit that kind of thing and it's just like all hell breaks loose there's grenades going <laughs> off you don't know who's who like it's it's proper like tarkov style is it's great yeah but like this the way that they've done it and like the cinematography of it i mean i guess if you've seen bits of it then you kind of know but it's like you know they've got all the proper like terror group like banners and things and it's like it mm -hmm. feels it feels so good like they've got the feeling in there yeah. perfectly like it's, it's awesome um but yeah i mean i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna say anything specifically about it i didn't want to anyway just in case people haven't seen it and they don't want to be spoiled or anything but um, yeah yeah but it, it's cool it's cool and it's like you know it's hinting to to stuff in the future i think like i think it might have been veritas who basically who said maybe what maybe it wasn't veritas Maybe it was Veritas who said that 
the raid series is kind of like the the closest that we get to like the idea in Nikita's mind of what the game should be like yeah. in feeling, which is kind of more important than anything else in some ways. Yeah, and so I I love them for that. Um, just which is pretty cool. Like, yeah, just to kind of like the feeling of it and uh, yeah, which I I really yeah. I really like, and I uh let me see how I can tiptoe around this. I like how they um the the story and like the trust and interaction between the characters you know i like how that's like that's possibly nikita's vision for the game if you catch my drift Giga. yeah and like and other people who've seen it there's like you know it's all it's all kind of squad orientated and like all about comms mm-hmm. right and shows when when comms go bad and uh yeah, and ultimately it's kind of like PMCs can team up even like Bev and USEC. So, yeah, I don't know. But um, yeah, I think this one, in terms of like actual EFT, the game, um, there's, mm. uh, and I think actually, I think you put this on the on the notes actually. There, there was, uh, it's kind of like a teaser of um, Terminal because that's kind of like where the last one is is set. It's like that. It's the gate. Um, of shoreline, you know, there's like that this CCP yes. temp gate with the, yes. with the lights. It's like it's set there, um, and a, and a bit beyond into terminal, which is kind of cool. And like I actually, when I was doing um, doing some work on uh, on that like story video I did ages ago, I actually like went and spent some time like looking around and like terminal's actually really huge. I think I've said before it's massive, but you can kind of like peek through the gate. Like if you jump up onto like a little, there's like a bit near the minefield. There's like a little roof. If you like jump up, you can like kind of peek through and see. And it kind of looks like oh really? It kind of looks like the set. Yeah, there's like a couple of buildings and things that are like you know modeled out, out there, and um, I kind cool. of see what they're getting at. Yeah, and there's um and there's a map that kind of lines up with with shoreline and that sort of next section for terminal Mm -hmm. i think that's supposed to be the end of the game right you're supposed to like get to terminal and leave i think yeah um and it's it's quite funny like the implication in in the raid is that you need like a labs card or something to like get out or some kind of key card i don't don't know whether that'll be in the actual game i'm not sure we'll see but like you need to watch them 100 percent. that's they're super good but anybody who's a fan of tarkov they're like they're amazing they're actually amazing it's just the the feeling of them is so so great um yeah that's uh that's that i guess if you haven't seen them then it's uh (laughs) did you see um fuels back in stock now i i did yeah i did because i think they even announced that it's a back in stock like the testing is done or something oh did they i think i i I might be wrong about that i'm not sure but i noticed that i tried to go and buy some and he still had like Ten thousand or something, and he was only you know he was like forty five minutes after the yeah. after the reset, something like that. And I was like, oh okay, um, which is kind of interesting because like I, I was putting together something about the flea market is going out tomorrow, and like I we kind of in, wanted to include that in there, but like you don't really need it anymore. But it's still it's still kind of it's still kind of useful, you know, because you can like look at the desynchronization between the trader refresh and the flea market refresh, and like always kind of be there when it resets, which is. Which is good, but yeah, because loads of people were complaining about it. I'm, I'm not surprised they turned it off after a while because yeah, people were getting quite, quite upset. But, I mean, it's still like not super cheap. It's more expensive than it used to be, just like in general, I would say. Obviously, not from Jaeger. Yeah, but on the flea, it's still like oh, I see what it's you mean. It's still like yeah, more, yeah, yeah. if you want to buy more than just like your one Jaeger. It's not like the back in the old days when you know the blue cans were like forty grand, right? Um, because yeah, 
so maybe there's kind of like they're sort of like scaling it back in and maybe it'll just like settle around that price i don't i, I don't know what they're actually tweaking i think it's just the spawn drop rate so maybe they'll just keep tweaking it till it's kind of around this level or similar to yeg or something i i just don't think it'll go super cheap again just because that's not really what they want with bitcoins i don't think yeah well it's interesting too because like a lot of things happen this way i feel like the fuel tanks became more valuable because that meant you could run your bitcoin farm longer and then when they started shorting fuel supply everyone wanted the the metal cans because the blue ones used to be where the money's at because you can make the mag boxes and stuff yeah and you could always get them on the flea market for like 100k and it would pay for itself every time with the craft but now it's like sort of like flipped upside down but i I also think that what they did i want to say they didn't tweak with the global spawns but they tweaked with the trader jaeger's supply i think they gave him like double or like whatever they did they gave him a lot more supply i think that's what they did yeah that's actually probably fair because even if they didn't change the in-game spawn that would still reduce the demand because more people are getting it up front so there's less demand on the open markets um, yeah people are getting it from from Jaeger himself that kind of makes sense that kind of makes sense maybe it's a combination of the two i'm not sure i haven't seen a, a fuel camp for ages though so even yeah, now i haven't seen one even now so i haven't seen any i don't i don't think i've found one at all yeah i think like there's one other interesting factor to this wipe because like it's, it's almost like the perfect storm for bitcoin in in some ways um mm-hmm. in game and one of them being that because they added the hideout um skills now you can your fuel does keep going for longer too because of those as well yes that's true and so you get like an extra 20 25 30 it depends on what your what your skill is but so that's like people who are playing longer have now got even more fuel because it, it lasts for a, a very very long yeah. time if you've got um you know high level high level uh high level hideout skills which i think i think mine are like 30 something now i've been trying i've been trying quite mm. hard it's quite difficult like it really takes some doing <laughs> yeah i think it was bugged too at one point like it wasn't leveling yeah it was like, stuck for yeah. like a good four weeks or something three four weeks i think where you couldn't yeah. do anything and i was just like continuing to mindlessly cycle through all the various things and um and then, to be fair there's one thing that i haven't tested which is the skill like the the skill exhaustion within the hideout for the crafting skills if you craft the same thing over and over again which apparently exists i just kind of yeah that's what i, I just kind of took that it exists and just started cycling crafts um and then i was still mindlessly cycling crafts i think probably like a week a week and a half and mm. then someone's like oh this doesn't actually level you up by the way because i didn't i wasn't really paying it that much attention like not going in like each time and like yeah. clicking through and like having a look what my bar is or anything like that so i was just kind of like wasting money because some of them i do them just because like they're a different craft and they're fast they're not necessarily because it like makes money like in the um in the med station for example it's just like make the meds that does make money if you buy your augmented at the right level but then if you turn that into three cheeses that's like not profitable but it's really really quick um and it's easy mm-hmm. to do because you already have the meds so like it's just like it's just lazy um but then if you're not getting the skills for it then it's like completely pointless you know uh, which is which was uh just a bit annoying for me yeah but it's it's coming on now it's carrying on so i think like mid 30s whatever you know it's uh we're getting there we're getting there i would like to get to the the max level so you can run two crafts at once because i think that'd just be cool it seems pretty op yeah you know yeah it's, it sounds like something i would enjoy yeah i'm not gonna lie it sounds like something i'd enjoy um oh yeah talking like other hideout stuff i've actually been really i'm like being kind of greedy as well at the moment with the hideout which is quite funny it's like half an experiment and half just like 
speculation and gambling. Um, and that basically, like, I wasn't really sure because most of the money from the hideout really does just come from the bitcoins. And I was kind of intrigued yeah. to see what happened if I split it out. Um, and also because like bitcoins kind of come down a bit, I didn't want to sell them straight away. So I've actually just been like stockpiling the bitcoins. Um, and it's interesting mm. seeing like how my money itself is kind of just like flatlined because I'm doing some of these silly crafts as well, like the gas mask one, just because it's like a minute long. And it's really fast. It allows you to just cycle through really quickly. You probably pay like five to 10K to do it. Um, it's kind of offset somewhat by the profitable crafts, but basically like, if you're squeezing it like that, then you don't really make that much money. And I've ended up just kind of like flatlining on actual cash, but then I've got like 21 millions worth of Bitcoins just like in my hideout. And as it moves around, I'm like, hmm, this is actually, there's actually some, uh, there's actually some movement on this stuff. You know, it's like now that now it's getting to like quite a chunky amount. It's quite funny to see how, how much it actually moves around. I'm just like, oh, it's like 500k rubles. It's only, uh, it's only moved by a thousand. So. We'll see, where that only. Goes. we'll see where that goes Hold. yeah i just like hodl my bitcoins all the way up to whatever i don't know i don't know what's gonna happen but it's one of those things where it's like yeah. if it ends up making like a huge huge fortune in tarkov then that's great but like if not then like it's only tarkov right that's why i basically yeah. invest in bitcoin in uh in game <laughs> <laughs> but i thought that was funny so yeah yeah it's got bitcoins like lining through my stash at the minute did you see um, some of the leaks they've been putting out on, I mean, I call them leaks, but like BSG's Twitter, they've been posting like, I won't talk about the one that's related to the raid series, because um, I think that's cool. I, I don't want to spoil it too much. Maybe next week we'll talk about it. I'm anticipating them to do a podcast soon. But anyways, yeah, they, um, they've been, I, I looked it up and I think um, YouTuber Nice Guy did a video on it, but shout out to him. Um, the USP 45 Elite Pistol. 45 caliber pistol yep okay um and then they had an ar which i saw and i could not figure out what it was but nice guy did a video on it and apparently through some backwards engineering he figured out that it's a it's basically an ak like a 7.62 ak but it uses like the m4 adar platform so you could put like all those rails and stuff on it which i thought was pretty cool and like the different handguards and and whatnot so I'm I'm excited to see that gun. I think I saw the same video as you. He's actually like nice guy's stuff's really good. Um yeah. and this is that's the the mutant, right? That's the the mutant. I think. Yeah, that's what's yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what's called. Yeah. And I think like is that it might even be maybe it's a variant or something. I'm not I'm not sure cuz like unless it's unless it's in a game that I've played, I don't know mm-hmm. what gun it is. You know, I'm like one of those one of those people. I'm not yeah. As I said before, like I'm not really like an RL guns person, so yeah, you know, if it's if it's been in in a game and I've used it, then I'll know it, and if if it's not, then I won't. But I think it might. There's a something called the mutant in PUBG, and I don't know whether it's the same thing. Mm. I think it is actually a 7.62, although you can't really tell in PUBG because they, you know, butchered some of the ammo classes for the sake of gameplay, which is fair, which is fair enough. Um, but I think it's in that. I think it's like a semi-auto. It's like a DMR kind of. It's like a hybrid DMR oh. in PUBG. Um, so I think it might well be that. I actually I do remember the my favorite part about um about that video actually is when he's like it looks like you know they're going to include the fun button i.e. full auto <laughs> on this variant which I thought was great that was oh, a great way cool. a great yeah. way of describing full auto you know it's kind of like having turbo in a sports car just like turn your ache to to fun mode the turbo button on like the Sega Genesis <laughs> yeah exactly yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah, they had like some clothes, some clothing screenshots, and um, some street stuff. 
Um, but yeah, I'm 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 expecting them to do a podcast here soon. Just like something to show off what they've been working on. I'm anticipating it, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I haven't actually seen any. Maybe some of them have passed me by, but I'm, I haven't actually seen any like big podcasts happening recently. Someone in my chat mentioned that they are watching a podcast on Willer's stream, which he was like doing movie night for it. So I don't, I don't know if it was like, and they said Nikita was on there. So I don't know if it was like a, yeah. I don't think it was a BSG official podcast, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I'll have to look for that in the old YouTube. <laughs> See if I catch the VOD. Yeah, for exactly. It. Sometimes it's quite hard to know that these things are coming, you know? Yeah, they're so, yep, for sure. It's a bit of a scattered universe. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Nice. So I think that's kind of updates done. Yeah. I don't think there's anything else. Um Yeah, so I, I was thinking about this week and 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 just wanted to uh, discuss in a bit more detail, I think it was around around play styles, which I kind of like mm-hmm. uh yeah, we we spoke a little bit before, just a tiny bit about it and uh Really, it boils down to the aggressive, aggressive playstyles versus kind of like I, you know, I don't want to use the the classic, the classic label. I was going to say, are we, are we going to go there? Are we going to because, use it's, Rat and because Chad? it's different, right? Because it is because it's different. Because like, I find that like sometimes I don't really like using those. I I I quite like using those labels actually, but I I don't like using them for my own playstyle most of the time, just because like. Mm-hmm. I kind of play like well most of the time I kind of play pretty carefully but like I'm not a as you know like I'm not a great I'm not a great looter like I I'm much more there for kind of like the fights and stuff than than for mm-hmm. the loot potential so it kind of like changes a bit but like recently I've been playing around with this with this like aggressive playstyle which has been really really fun and it's something that you know I've been interested in a long time and it kind of works on maps that you know which is sort of what we alluded to yes last week um but I don't know. I think it's interesting because it's kind of like pros and cons to both. And there's like there's definitely times. There's a time and a place for for both for both play styles. Um, and it's a combination of so many things. Right? It's a combination of like your own personal experience and knowledge, what map you're playing on, what weapon you're using, Absolutely. if you've got a quest that you want to go and do, um, just how comfortable you are in that particular map. Um, which I think is which I think is interesting. And so like you know where I've been practicing this stuff the most is is clearly factory because factory is a great place for aggressive aggressive play styles and Mm -hmm. it's i think it's kind of the reason for that i mean obviously it's close range right obviously it's close range and it's cqb based but what that sort of means in in some ways is that you can't really see very far in factory right like if you're running around on woods or running around on shoreline you're quite likely to get shot at whereas like on factory, if you're like running down the office corridor, I know you could, there's like a couple of like holes through, but you can keep yourself covered quite a lot. And there's like big crates in the way, and you know you can be on the stairwell and that kind of thing. Like the angles of attack are just like so much more narrow, and so mm-hmm. that slow playstyle just like works less well because before I stop r- rambling here too much. The slow playstyle relies, in my opinion, on time to kill and spotting. That's why you mm. want to play slow. And it doesn't really work as well close up. I know what your experience is, but like close up fights in Tarkov, play, like trying to play it too slow just don't really work for like a, a number of reasons. And it yes, typically is much yeah. better 
like outside and this is not that's i think this is normally why uh, i kind of default to this because i tend to play like outside on shoreline or outside on customs and mm-hmm. i kind of used to feel like the fights were a bit more in, in my control even though now it's actually weird because i'm sort of like flipping the other way around because yeah trying out this aggressive style is kind of working but yeah anyway before I, before i ramble too much like what's your what's your like initial take on, on this topic so I would say, first of all, there's no right or wrong way to play the game. Um, in the terms of like, a, a you know, some people look down on people that quote unquote rat or, you know, and some people even look down on people that like hold shift up everywhere. Um, Willers, for example, the guy that I mentioned earlier, he's like a really good Tarkov player. And he said before multiple times on the stream is that like there's a time to play slow and there's a time to play fast. You know, it's it's. And I feel like the best players know how to utilize a slow playstyle and like an aggressive playstyle. And much like you said, playing aggressive requires a lot of like foundational work. Like you need to have pretty decent movement mechanics and like familiar with like how to move your character. You need like pretty decent map knowledge. You need like some foundational. Otherwise, you're just like flipping the coin, like, all right, I'm going to rush this door in labs and and see what happens if i get shot at you know yeah (laughs) and then you need like a fairly decent aim you know and and whereas like a slower play style you tend to default to that when you're not familiar with the map because you're trying to take your time in and absorb all the information on your screen you know so like it, it really makes sense especially like like how you were saying when you're outside i think when you're outside i notice sometimes i sprint more but sometimes i'll like just instead of sprinting i'll just like walk mm. to like where i'm going and i'll like be scanning the area because i'm not like i can take in more information because i'm not moving faster you know what i mean yeah so i i think there's room for both and i and i think one you know the aggressive play style i think you you know you kind of want a certain amount of foundation to really execute like you're saying on on factory you've uh You've been experimenting with it more now that you have like all the information, you know, the the resources, the knowledge of the map. Yeah, it's been. I mean, I was actually. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, you you go first. You go finish your finish your thought. I was, I was gonna say I I was playing factory, and I spawned that forklift. I rush out. I peek down long hall. I don't stay there long because. I can't really see. I'm just seeing if anyone's dumb enough to be running towards me. No one's there. So I go over towards like the forklift side. And you know how you like you you swing left and it's like a hall and then mm-hmm. there's like a little nook there where someone spawns. Yeah. And so I like ADS, I hold it for a second. I'm like, all right, no one's there. I start sprinting. And like right as I'm about to like un like stop sprinting and you know, ready my gun, this guy swings on me and starts shooting me and he caught me off guard. I was like, oh, and then I shot him, and luckily enough, I shot him in the head. And I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> like that was I was like, "Man, that was a really good swing by that guy." Because he he was trying to utilize a slower play style. You know, I honestly was not. If he had shot me in the head, I probably would have died instantly. I just kind of got lucky that I that yeah my panic fire shot him in the head. But he was playing it really smart. I thought because he was utilizing the sound cues of me running. Like a like an idiot, you know, not like clearing my like not like taking my time nading, you know what I mean? He mm-hmm. he swung out on me, so yeah, I, I think both can work, and I think, like I said, really good players utilize both to their fullest. 
Yeah, I think that's that, that actually is quite um that's neat because that kind of like brings me on to like pretty much exactly what I wanted to say, which mm-hmm. was about oh god, have I I've literally have I lost my trail of thought because I, I <laughs> rambled too long. Oh my god, what was I gonna say about that? Oh, that's the absolute worst. No, so I I'm sorry, I hate that. <laughs> yeah, because I was thinking about what was I thinking about? So I was thinking about you coming down that corridor, the guy being mm-hmm. being being silent and listening. Yeah, ah, yes. yes, 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 yes. I know what I was going to say. So the rule of thumb that I've kind of been using now for a little bit of time, and it seems to kind of work, is be, be cautious and patient when you don't know where people are mm-hmm. and play aggressive yes. when you do. Yeah. And, and, pre- and press people. Because like that guy kind of like, he utilized the fact that he knew where you you were because he could hear you. You didn't know where he was. Um, and then I think like the next stage to that is like the really good players kind of overcome that and like surpass that hurdle because even though they don't know specifically where you are, they know where mm. there's a very good likelihood of you being. Yeah, just as a general player, right? They kind of know like where, like they've played the map so many times. And this is the thing, right? yeah. I can't, I can't even begin to imagine how some of the guys who um, are playing, you know, going to be playing in the uh, the Punisher tournament. Interesting. Yeah, I, I just remembered. I just reminded myself about that. But like the fact that they've played the map like you know billion billion times, like and even me who you know is not playing as much as these guys by any means and is nowhere near as good, right? I, I already feel like I'm getting into a rhythm, right? And so that's the thing. It's like, if, if you then did like, you know, 5,000 more hours doing that, like you're going to just see the same people in the same spots over and over because people like, yeah. you know, people have a, there's like obvious places to go. It's like you say, like round the nook behind the box, you know, this by this forklift, whatever. And it's just kind of like you, you just kind of instinctually start to recognize some of these places where people are going to be. And I think that kind of like then raises you to like that next level, right? And mm-hmm. that's one reason why I quite like Factory for practicing this kind of thing, because you don't have to worry too much about the map. Like the fact, well, Factory is quite like finicky in some ways, but I think that's only just because there's not a lot of it. And so you have to really know it in like quite a lot of detail. There's lots of little, little bits to know. But because there's not like a vast amount of it, you can actually know at least a decent proportion of it and kind of be like, well, in general, as I come down this corridor, and I think this, again, this is what I like about it versus something like interchange, especially if you're playing solo, because it's like, I have to cover this spot and then this spot, then this spot, then this spot. It's like, it's quite formulaic because you're like, you move through the map. It's like, there's a place here that I might get shot from. There's a place here and there and there and there. Whereas I feel, I feel like on something like interchange playing as a solo, you have to know the map like so, so incredibly well and cover so many different angles. You end up kind of like, I don't know, accidentally playing slow if you to try, to try and cover everything right whereas there's not as much to cover in factory partly because of that like less angles that i mentioned before um yeah you kind of like covered a lot of the time and so i think i don't know that's kind of like how i felt like the progression has kind of gone um and the way that i like see other players playing because you look at somebody like landmark and you just say like well how are they able to play like that and it's just because yeah they're basically expecting you um, or they use just like yeah, tiny little sound cues and then they just know immediately where you are. But even if people are like, <laughs> even if people are just like sat in the corner, um, he pretty much already knows like the likelihood of where, where you might be. Then, then you have the next point, which is the, the classic, um, the classic situation in, in EFT, right? That people always talk about, which is the peak's advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't, you know, it's not, it's definitely not inconsequential in terms of, uh, for sure, in terms of like performance, right? Because even if you play a slow, and this is kind of what sucks about playing a slow play style at close range, is that you can hold an angle and still get, get shot before you even see somebody, that kind of thing. And it's like, I do, sometimes people talk about it as if it's like, you know, a very long period of time that you get to shoot somebody and like yeah maybe sometimes when the servers are on fire like you were saying the other day it is and it really sucks right you don't even see someone where it's like two seconds or whatever and then like oh they appear on the screen and you're dead but like normally when things are working well it's it's only a small it's a very small portion of time like there was um a situation i had where kind of in the same area right like uh, the forklift area but it's in that tiny little room with a set of stairs with the, with the wooden floor um you know the one with the the one next to like the breach door. You can only breach it from from one direction. Yeah, you got the tiny little boxes, and it like links to that underground they corridor. Well. Yeah, so like it's like down the stairs there, and then going away from forklifts. And there was a dude like at the end, like around the corner with a shotgun. And mm-hmm. I heard him from upstairs in the box. I knew someone was down there, but I didn't know exactly where. And I just like sprinted down the corridor and just like moved out and killed him. But he actually did manage to hit me like once or twice with his shotgun mm-hmm. before before he died. Um, and I think that was that was partly because like I didn't know exactly where he was going to be, and so there was like that split second of me like he could hear me coming and knew I was going to be there, which is kind of offsets the fact that he might be at a slight disadvantage because I've got peak advantage because I'm the one coming around the corner. But then that's also mm-hmm. offset because I don't know where to aim, so I have to come around the corner, look, see the guy, move my mouse, whereas he has to hear watch me come and then fire right and so both those things kind of happened at the same time and i was wearing like a beefy piece of armor so like maybe if if i had been wearing like level four or something i might have just been dead immediately so there's you know i do think in a lot of situations it's kind of like offset sometimes like that yeah. um but then like the alternative is like i was fighting against some dude on customs on in dorms on he was on one of the stairwells and he went inside and i knew exactly which room he was in and i knew pretty much exactly which angle he was going to be um be in and he actually had a vector with a 50 rounder as well but i pre-fired him with the mp7 as i came around the corner and so he was probably dead before he even like saw me on the screen or something because it's like you know i'm not even like timing my shot properly right like i start off shooting the corner of the wall and so it's just like straight in and, and there's just no you just don't really have a chance there because so that kind of offsets you because like I, I knew exactly where to where to fire so there's kind of like a few a few things but i don't know like playing that aggressive play style has worked quite well and like and some people say like well you know top level I've, i have seen this criticism before on twitter for example people saying like well top level mm-hmm. players like abuse the uh the biggest advantage in this game and if they played any other game then it wouldn't work or whatever but like i'm always of the opinion with these things pretty much that like you know, it's in the game. You just got to play the game as, as it is. You know, it's up to the devs to fix this stuff. It's not yeah. up to players to like yeah. do or don't do various things. Like it's such a gray area. You just got to maximize your, you know, your success in it. And uh, and what you know, one game might have one thing, and one one game might have another. And whether that's because advantage or, or lag or whatever, as long as you're not using external software for it, if it's in the game, mm-hmm. it's built into the fabric of the game. I don't think you can really complain for anybody doing that kind of thing. Anyway, that's kind of a tangent. Yeah, no, I mean, that's I, definitely peekers plays a role. Um, but I've I've even seen like, uh, quad, do you know, have you ever heard of Quattro Race? Yeah. I've watched him before and he does like some nutty stuff where he's like holding an angle and the guy's trying to push him through the doorway and, and peek him. But he also 
peaks and pre-fires and like just one taps the guy in the head just like that before he even gets a chance to shoot back i was like oh my god that looks so dirty so it's like like a counter counter like peak pre-fire kind of thing yes yes i mean it well it's like he's he's doing he's like combining both the slow play style with the aggressive play style because he hears the aggressor coming so he's getting the audio cues he already has like a thousand hours or whatever on lab so he has like all this like foundational knowledge he knows like where to put his center of his screen roughly to line up the headshot he peeks aggressively to catch the aggressor off guard you know and he pre-fires like he he literally just did everything right all in one <laughs> one go and it just like it was beautiful to watch so yeah he's messy yeah. i i I've, I've only watched him a couple of times um mm-hmm. but i mean he's always been like one of the best right it's always been one of the best at, at this kind of thing yeah the, the person whose clips i keep watching and they're like they're on they're on Twitter, so I just keep like I keep watching them. I don't know whether you've seen them as well. Is uh, glorious ease like I knew you were gonna say tasty one tap clips. Honestly, they're so funny. Like yeah. a, com- a combination between like his reaction and the way that they yeah. go down. I don't even know how he pulls that stuff off. It's absolutely insane. It's pretty insane. Yeah. He's like, it's just like, and then just, thunk! but he like he yeah. like turns and swings like super quick. You know, like yeah. the other way, so he doesn't get hit. It's uh, it's mental, yeah. and then he like looks back, and he's just like, "Oh no way!" And he's just like such a such a fun personality. It's just every yes. time, every time it's a good time. Every time it's a good time. But yeah, his his are also nutty. You just reminded me of uh, El Glorious talking about uh, Quattro. Yes, yeah. uh, he's a great guy. He's super humble, su- super great guy. Yeah, exactly. I like Glory. I like him a lot. He's good. He's good. So, I guess like. Because I've been doing it, I've been talking a lot about the um, the the old uh, the old aggro playstyle, but the the slower side of the game, which mm-hmm. in my opinion probably is the way the game is de- de- well was intended to be. That's I was going to say designed, but I don't think it was designed yeah. that way. I think it was intended to be that way and just ended up like this. Um, That's how I feel too. Yeah, yeah, because it's. Su- supposed to be i think in feel a kind of like you know the tactical slow play right. kind of uh um yeah communications teamwork orientated spotting kind of shooter yeah theory. Check, like clearing your corners you know like yeah you know, not not just like sprinting everywhere i guess yeah exactly moving from cover to cover like more methodical mm. is yeah. kind of what i imagined exactly yeah. exactly and um I'm not gonna, I don't want to touch too much on like ADAD strafe mm-hmm. stuff because that like just all comes into, you know, peaks of vantage mm-hmm. and all that kind of thing. But like, you know, that was one reason for it. But I do still think that there is a lot of merit to the slower play style. And as we said, you know, kind of if you're outside, whatever, it's it's quite it's good in in some circumstances because it plays into the hands of like the low time to kill that the game has in the first place. Because and I think this is, you know, I think you alluded to this before that a lot of players kind of fall into this play style automatically, when, especially when you're new because you don't know the maps and you're trying to, you know, play careful and you know you just don't know what's around the next corner. And yeah, it's yeah, it's it's and it, and it's super scary, right? And so people end up like crawling around the map at like minimum speed, trying to make no sound. Um, and obviously that's like one that's like one extreme right it's like one extreme to the other it's like i have done i have done exactly that like crawling around the map at minimum speed not really knowing where i'm going to the extract like i remember it vividly i think it was the first raid that me and uh, one of my buddies ever killed anybody who was juicy and the guy had like 
the three time the, that weird three time scope you know with the, the weird dot in it i can't remember what it's called now um i haven't used it for oh some, is it the prism yeah the prism that's it's like a, it's, it's, yeah yeah compact prism and the guy had one of those with a red dot on it and he had another gun with him as well a sniper rifle with like an l can or something and i was like mind blown like this is insane like this is the most crazy thing ever because i one tapped this guy with like a saiga 9 um oh snap but uh yeah we basically we we spent so long like moving around shoreline that uh, we ended up uh, it was five seconds to the extract and like oh, we ended up no. timing out and lost everything and so that's like i mean that was like right at the beginning and but i remember that yeah. vividly right and that's you kind of like yes. move from that to some kind of like intermediate place now because i would say like now if i'm playing like slow methodical it's never really like that unless you're in some kind of stupid situation in resort or something mm. where like there's somebody nearby and you know they're there and you're in one room and they're in another room and you're trying to reposition silently so they don't hear you like i, I don't really like those situations but like my usual style these days for the slow play is kind of like walk never sprint outside but don't stay still like zigzagging move from cover to cover to try and like cover your path right it's like yeah you someone's someone just said in chat as long as slow doesn't mean stationary like you never ever ever <laughs> want to be stationary but yeah. i think the place that like this has worked perfectly for me in the past is kind of uh the outside of customs just in general like when i've been playing customs and that i know it's, it's a map that kind of plays to a lot of um a lot of like the strength of that playstyle in general, because like if you're on woods or shoreline or something, it's almost like too big. You're kind of like, well, you're relying more on your spotting skills than you're on anything else. Whereas customs mm-hmm. is kind of small enough and has like narrow enough corridors that if someone is running and you're not running, you will hear them like way earlier, but you won't necessarily yeah. see them straight away because they're like behind bushes right. or there's a lot of ridge in the way or whatever. And, and you know, it can happen on the other maps for sure. Um, but it's just I feel like it's more m- more likely to happen on customs just because those path those routes are kind of closer together, kind of even by um, by design or just kind of by like player preference. Right, it's like people take a wide berth around dorms, even though you probably could cut quite close in. Like, who's really looking out of those windows? But sometimes <laughs> people are right, and you get shot. So people take like a really wide berth around dorms, or like they sit like right up against the fence line at the back edge, or up by like, yeah. you know the bus station, and so. People are kind of like funneled into these routes, and so you hear people, and and when they're running, like the number of people who are just like running in, and as soon as they come through the um, like a bush in front of you, you just and kill them, and that's a kind of place where like peekers advantage doesn't really work right because they don't know where you are and right. there's no like corner. It's not like a fair fight almost, um, right? And like it almost feels a little bit dirty sometimes to me, but it's also just really really effective. I don't know. It's just like I'm not gonna, I'm not going to not do it, but like. You hear somebody and you're walking and they're they're sprinting. You just stop, stand still, and that's it. And then just wait for them to appear. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, for sure, that's that's the advantage of that playstyle because yeah. you you're using the audio cues because you're not giving off a loud audio cue. You're moving slower. I mean, the 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 downside to that is if someone spot you from afar, then you would be moving slower, so you would be an easier target to hit than someone sprinting. I guess that would be like the only. The, the downside yes that's in, very true yes yeah but otherwise you know you're good to go because you hear them you know a mile or not a mile but you know you hear them you hear them before they can hear you so you get time to like set up in position you know aim place your crosshair you know so yeah. for sure yeah yeah because you can kind of locate them like fairly i'd say fairly easily like even even now without steam audio in the game you can still figure out yeah where people are i, I actually use the 
again like the, another veritas trick which is the you you know hear shots or whatever and you like turn your character's models head Absolutely. side to side so then you can pinpoint much more easily um because i find without steam audio i find front back really hard to to figure out so oh, yeah, I, I do that 100%. all the time and just do a little bit of the, the old the old head wiggle um <laughs> but yeah i think that's kind of like why you end up though it's like you've got sprint like 80s you know shift w sprinting on one end and you've got you know crawling around the map on on the other you're just gonna get shot in the head which is why as i said i've kind of like tended to do this thing now it's just like i do sprint through the open areas right where it's like clearly the way you're being seen is more disadvantageous to being heard than sprint away right but on customs for example there's not that many places where you can be seen from a long distance like shoreline and woods is a bit, mm-hmm. it's a bit different and reserve too, actually. There's quite a lot of places on reserve that are a bit different because it's very, very open. But I think the weird thing about customs is because it's so flat, and it's like it's kind of like it's like flat, but there's enough buildings and there's enough stuff and, and enough foliage cover, trees, whatever that there's like not that many clear sight lines unless you're actually in the kind of stronghold area or um, like a lot of the bits around dorms. It's like you're not you're not really going to get sniped unless you're really unlucky yeah. in, in the wrong place. Um, but even even still, um, the way to minimise that kind of like disadvantage for being for being slower, if you're being spotted, um, and as I said, right, if you're actually in the open, then you should run. But outside of that, the things that I always try to bear in mind, and it's it's quite difficult actually to like tr- try to train yourself to to do this in some ways, and always be thinking about like your character's model and like as an outside perspective, almost in third person, like who can see me? What angles am I at? Right. And it's like that moving mm-hmm. from cover to cover. It's like, well, there's a bush here. It's in front of me and there might be dudes like ahead. So I'm going to move up to the bush. But and then as I pass the bush, remembering in your mind's eye that it's still behind you. Right. And using that to kind of like block your motion to wherever you're going next. So that if someone does come up behind you, say, well, here's the entrance. It's over there. But this is kind of like big brain stuff. I'm, it's so hard to remember. Like I always try. Um, but I think it's good to, to, to at least, you know, give it a go. And so you're like, well, there's the entrance to this area over there. And then there's a bush here and I'm going to keep myself, even though I'm not looking you're, that way, I'm going to keep the bush yeah, you're between, trying to, yeah, between like yeah. them and me. So if someone just pops out at the last minute and I don't see them, then yeah. they're not going to see me straight away and they might give themselves away or something, or at least it allows me to you know slip around the next corner and, and just bit. Um, and so that's kind of the thing, right? It's like being, being a bit like tricky about, about your movement and your motion and not like moving too much in, in one direction. I do a lot of like, kind of like zigzagging and like even stopping like for, yeah. for a split second, it's actually kind of okay because someone might be trying to like line up a shot and then you stop and they, and they shoot ahead of you. And the thing obviously you don't want to you, for you know, a long how time. How many times I've lined up a shot and then a guy's like just aiming. And then as soon as I shoot, he just turns and looks in a different direction and it misses his helmet by like yeah. a centimeter. <laughs> and it was just infuriating. Yeah, for exactly. Sure. Like it's super hard to actually get a good shot off in this game. Um, yeah. Irrespective of, of lag and desync, actually, it's just like it's it's just quite it's quite tough to do between the hold breath and, and the way that um, the, way the recoil works and the, the player movement. I think the play the player movement doesn't help right with with the lack of inertia. But um I think I don't know, but yeah, I think that that, that playstyle like le- lends itself well to the kind of semi-auto DMR like high-powered rounds kind of uh, kind of situation, as well as others. But you know, it leans more that way because it's like you want somebody to be dead real quick, so you don't really want to be going through armor or anything, um, or getting absorbed by armor. I should say you kind of want them to just die, uh, right? <laughs> And I think again, this is like why it's like a nice new player thing because 
you don't necessarily need to be the best person at at aiming if you can shoot somebody that doesn't even know that you're there um it makes it a lot easier right because they're not trying to like cover themselves from you necessarily or you can like if you're really far away then you can kind of like take your time and take your shots and um yeah for sure comes with its own challenges but uh, yeah i mean especially if you're shooting at long range right you don't really you don't want to be like you don't see anybody using like the mp7 at like 500 meters like it's it's a Mm -hmm. gun but it's got like even even if it had the same bullet velocity it's just like even like m855a1 right it's just like unless you're going to hit somebody in the head it is it is quite tough and at those distances like actually connecting the headshot is so hard the big bullets are i don't know they're just they're just so much so much easier right you just like two hit somebody in the thorax through armor and 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 that's that which is kind of what you want right because your your likelihood of hitting a, a, a round on somebody at that range is so much lower than when you're closer just kind of by its very nature you know i was thinking so kind of how i like to play customs when i decide to go customs is i only thing i want to do is just rush storms hit the rooms and then get out because I think I just like because I feel like inside dorms, you're more likely it's going to favor aggressive play style because the, there's so much more cover. So there's so much more peaking, which plays into that peaker advantage mm-hmm. thing that we talked about. I mean, you can still definitely play slow. Like if I'm looting a safe and I hear someone running up metal, you know, I've, unless I think playing aggressive is going to result in me killing them, I'm probably going to wait until I can use an aggressive move to kill them but anyways i think that's why i don't like customs is because (laughs) outside of going dorms i'm sprinting through the map and someone's like you said taking it slow and they hear me coming i'm just like la 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 sprinting (laughs) i run into them and die yeah which which i was gonna ask you do you go dorms? Like, what's your kind of thing not, with dorms? Not really. Like, okay, not typically. Unless, unless I, I've been going a lot more recently because I had the the quest to kill PMCs there, and that kind mm-hmm. of gave me more confidence. I would say because, like, I've actually, I don't know, I'm, I'm a bit scarred with dorms because it's customs, and I've been to dorms, you yes. know, through the whole talk of career, and yeah, I have like this kind of, you know this vague memory of dorms and getting killed right and yes. it's just like it's kind oh, of I have like, that memory too yeah and it's just kind of like i never really got over that um yeah and so it's still just like oh dorms to me and so i've been working on that with this quest like there's quite a lot of these quests actually that have been quite nice and they've been helping me to kind of you know push the agenda that i'm that i'm trying to do for this wipe and it's then mm-hmm. like oh taking all the factory experience that i've been getting and then transporting that straight over to dorms because as you said, right, there's there's not that many sight lines, it's inside, there's a lot more peaking, it, like, it plays out like a mini factory in a lot of ways, right? It's like you can mm-hmm. hear people, you know kind of where they are. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, you can, make these, uh, you can make these interesting plays, kind of like, I guess like similarly to one of my, honestly, one of my favourite things, and this is like very small tangent, but one of my favourite plays on Factory is being in the office and having people <laughs> rush down the corridor and you burst out yeah. just before they get there and gun them down in the corridor. Because the number of those people cannot they cannot help themselves but come and find you in there. And I just yeah. leave the doors open. I just leave the doors yes. open. So even close them, yeah. leave the doors open. And then like I hear I'm just like, oh, here they come, here they come. And as soon as they're halfway down, there's nowhere to go. Like there's nowhere to go. And so you just burst out and, yeah. and just and just get somebody. And so it's it's very similar to that in 
in dorms actually and that was kind of like the, the similar experience that i had when i was playing against the dude with the vector and he moved into that room and it was just like okay well i know where he is and then around the corner and bam there we go um so i've definitely had i've definitely had my fair share of deaths in in, in dorms but it's like yeah to answer your question like it's not typically the place that i would go like if i wanted to go and do that i would normally go and play factory so i actually usually stick away from dorms i've got like a route that i normally use through customs it's kind of like my i don't know it's just like i kind of have fun just sort of like traipsing around my usual route and just seeing what happens i don't know because i'm not going out for anything like in particular i'm not like expecting to fight anyone in particular it's just kind of like i'll go through and if there's some gunshots maybe we'll go and look in gas or i might go up to construction or whatever it's like it's kind of like take it as it comes and again it's not really like a loot run or anything it's just like my usual route that i know really well and it's like i think this is the ca- this case for some title players but definitely and especially for me and like just my own like personality so i get myself like rutted into things that i know quite well and then just do them over and over again and like to the exclusion of other stuff um but i know that's that's like a personality trait of mine i'm i'm very very aware of as well it's uh, it's funny i was thinking I so I played some reserve earlier this week and as like a joke or like a meme I was like you know what I'm gonna buy a KS23 and I'm gonna go rat in D2 (laughs) and I bought a bunch of KS23s and let me tell you I did not kill a single person I absolutely suck at (laughs) yes playing like super slow like super slow and like I would hear a shot and it would be like five minutes in. I'd be like, all right, I'm going to go push those shots. <laughs> I'm like, I can't wait. Did you actually, did you actually and, camp D2 at any point though? Like, properly? I, no, I, so one of the things I was doing is I would go down in the new underground area mm-hmm. and there's this, so Queen, the server room, when you go yeah. underground, the, there's like the metal staircase that leads you to the new underground and you can jump on top of this like power generator. And then from there, you can jump next to the vents on this little like breaker box. And then from the breaker box, you can jump on top of the like giant metal bunker door. And so you're like in this like little sneaky spot, right? I was going to jump up there and like just troll some people. And when I go to the area, I didn't clear that spot that I planned to get in. And someone was sitting there with a pistol and killed me because <laughs> <laughs> I was naked with a KS-23 and it scared me. I jumped and like <laughs> hit my Windows key. <laughs> it, was, it was a hot mess. Oh, my God. Well, that kind of yeah. serves you right, I guess. But yeah, it's. Uh... <laughs> oh, goodness me. So you do you really do like playing fast then? It's More just so than anything else. I mean, part of it is because I feel like the game promotes it, not only with the Peaker's Advantage, but like if you're not first to the loot, yep. you're last. And I know you're not really like a looter, um, but I'm a loot goblin. <laughs> Let me tell you, <laughs> I love getting me some fat I loot. I think most people are. So, yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Um, but you know what? Another another side tangent, going back to what you were saying earlier, how you were like reminiscing about some of your early experiences of Tarkov. Like you kill that guy and you had like that loot that you've never seen before Mm -hmm. that prism scope (laughs) i i feel like a lot of people and maybe this is just me and and i'm in this category but like we're all chasing that that experience you know i want i want that experience where like i kill a guy and i'm just like freaking out trying to get to the extract fumbling my way to the extract because he's got like you know this gear I've never seen before, you know, that, that the whole, like, whereas now it's just like that feeling's lost. Like it's so hard to get, like now it's always about like 
oh my god i got three ledixes or you know i got two gpus in my container you know that's like the big the big thing now is just like rushing rushing these spawns and getting the loot you know it's i don't know yeah i, I miss those days you know? i know i know i think like you know the the first the first wipe or the i mean especially the first wipe is like a special thing but it's it's like most things right like it's true it's, it's always it's always difficult because like once you've done it once then it's it's not new it's not novel anymore it's kind of like play minecraft for the first time or play you know, there's, mm-hmm. there's a ton of games i can think of that i would love to just like you know delete my memory of for a day and just go and like experience <laughs> them again afresh because it's true because it is it is insane um but i don't know you kind of like i guess that yeah that that sort of like height of like exhilaration or whatever does kind of it comes in different forms i would say it's just different now because like back yeah. then it was like a lot of excitement like that but also like just so much fear <laughs> so well. much fear so much fear which is kind of gone away um mostly i mean yeah still jump and stuff like there's no no two questions yeah. about that but um you know this still excited like uh, that customs raid the other i think it did it happen the week before i think so i mentioned it was like five million rubles in one raid um i might mention you had a f- off the uh oh yeah that was when you got off the off, uh, off the podcast actually yeah that was uh, getting the um the zabralo yeah so i can't remember if i mentioned this which before, is great so like apologies if i did i think yeah, you did it was um it was like killing Michelle and all his guys one of them had a zabralo one of them had an altin and uh basically went off wearing both of those things um insurance forwarded my my own like hex grid and then stood in front of a scab for five minutes, getting it lower than 50%, and then selling it on the flea market for 4 million, which is like 3.5 after after uh, the fees, because people buy it for that Ragman quest. You have to get an under 50% Zabralo. And getting yeah. them in raid under 50% only happens if you find one on a, a raider or on you know a guard or something, and then you take it, and then it gets damaged. Like it's it's really an unlikely scenario. So but that was like that was kind of that was kind of cool because that, you know, it's those unique uh there's unique things happen. And I think Tarkov's like got enough like unique things that just happen organically. Um, maybe again, maybe I'll, you know, in, in three years time, maybe I'll say, no, there's nothing left in the game. It's boring now. Who knows? But, um, you know, there's cause like people, people always complain about the lack of end game content, that kind of thing. But I just find yeah. like enough, just like interesting fights happen. And I think that's another thing I've just been trying to focus on in general is just like, don't worry so much about like, this sort of like fabled endgame content. It's like people, I always say this, right? Like people aren't like, mm-hmm. people are never you know, crying out for like PUBG endgame content or whatever, you know, anything like that, right? The gameplay is just like, the gameplay is the gameplay. The gameplay is great anyway. And that's what I enjoy about wandering around on customs. Just like, I'm not there for anything in particular. I'm just like, let's just see what happens and see, you know, see what fights kind of appear and see who we meet and maybe we win, maybe we lose. But it's, uh, it's the, the journey that matters. I don't know. It's still like, the gameplay is, is is very good. So long as you're not getting decent and stuff. To be honest, my game actually's been really really good so far. Um, yeah. The last couple of weeks, and so I've I've been enjoying. I've just been enjoying the gameplay. Honestly, I've just been enjoying the gameplay. Now, even yeah. raids without any particular agenda. Yeah, I was playing Factory literally just to. I mean, there's nothing else to do there besides PvP. But I was I was having a blast. I was like, man, I'm gonna play Factory more. Which I did today a little bit. Um, yeah, it's good fun. Yeah, I think too. Like. That's kind of the only thing I'm after now. It's just, I want good fights. So when, like, and I know we need to wrap it up, but, like, when, you know, desync happens, it just, like, it just ruins an experience, you know, and it's really, you know, 
it's it sucks and it is what it is but you just have to move on you know yeah and um same as you know true for like extract campers you know which i haven't died to one but when that does happen it's just like man that was like such a good raid like i would have like i would have been fine if you know you killed me if you were like the four man in that squad or whatever if you third party me like i've been fine but it's just like man that was like such a good experience and just like at the end it just all gets chopped off but you just have to move on except this is part of the game i guess exactly and the thing is right it's what the reason why it sucks so much in tarkov is because it's just so much worse right it's like the investment of firstly gear then secondly time and third you know the experience of actually having to do it all and you know surpassing all of these you know other other people challenges maybe you like escape maybe you kill someone i don't know and like you heal up and you just about survive and then like to get to the end it's just like you know it's like a really bad movie and so you know in, <laughs> yeah, in cod like you get yeah. a bit of like lag and then you die it's like yeah a bit annoying but it doesn't matter right? right. like there's just, just so much more invested yeah there's yeah. so much more invested in, in tarkov that's why people get infrastrated by it because it's like yeah the tolerance for like system failure in that way is 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 very low because each raid means means something, right? It matters. It, it really matters. Mm. I think we should talk about at some point, actually, um, not this time, but I think we should talk yeah. about exit campers and like other stuff like that. I, I think I think maybe we should because that sounds great. It's uh, <laughs> I can't wait to rip on them now. <laughs> it's an, <laughs> it's just such a divisive topic. Yeah. Um. So I'd I'd be interested to talk about that next time. I think. Or, maybe or, or maybe time. we'll get uh, the expert on the subject exfil exfil camp yeah <laughs> we'll do that <laughs> who knows who knows i can't like his stream's crazy big for you know it's such such a chill stream yeah. i actually like visited it once or twice and it's just it's super chill super chill but cool yeah so should we um wrap up like i yeah. I, I i just want to say fine you know is that there's nothing wrong with playing slow there's nothing wrong with fast like both aggressive and passive i think have their place and i think especially if you're learning the game you should definitely lean more on passive because i think it naturally just favors it gives you more time to take in the information and also literally just learn the information as you're playing because you're like it could be said you're going to be hearing sounds and you're going to be trying to figure out because tarkov audio is a little janky right now so for sure News of the game absolutely utilize the information you learned, and when you and I think also you need to like it's good to sort of like branch out a little bit of your comfort zone to sort of like put what you learn to the test. I can say for labs, I definitely felt at that. <laughs> Once I got lost in the underground, I was like, "All right, I'm gonna fumble my way to the uh, elevator and go kill raiders and get out of this raid." <laughs> My first raid, I did pretty good because I, I fought a guy in cafeteria, which I've never fought anyone before. But, anyways, back back on topic, Gigabeef, What do you think? Yeah, I, I agree. I think look, there's a there's definitely room for both, and I think the aggressive play style, as you said, relies a lot more on information and like you know efficient information processing of like what's going on around you, which really comes from like game knowledge. And so you mm. sort of move into that as time goes on, as you're more comfortable as, you know, you, you have to kind of like have the gear fear removed as well, because otherwise you'll kind of hesitate in your plays and that kind of thing. So it's, it's a play style that's kind of around confidence and you, you build it up over time. And so I think some people are just more predisposed to it than others. Some people have less gear fear than others and, and don't really care. I'm like, I'm a, I'm a huge gear fear person and I'm 
finding I, I managed to eradicate it probably like halfway through the last wipe but like it's been a lot yes you know, i've had it for a long time it's um so i, I yeah. you know I, I feel it and that's one thing that for me is kind of like you know put me back from actually just trying it and practicing it um because i used to kind of only do that type of thing playing scav in factory which by the way i think is actually one of the perfect places to try it out if you know like me you're playing from the beginning and scared and, and whatever you can like once your immediate money concerns are gone anyway because like you know scav runs can be quite profitable but once you don't like desperately need the money right then and there or you've only got you know 10 minutes or you just want to do you know get a quick raid in just like shift wing around factory scav is actually quite freeing in a lot of ways and it like it kind of just opens up the game like in a risk-free way that um makes you think actually you know maybe this is possible and like what if i was actually wearing some armor and had like a decent gun or something and you you know once you know the map a bit it's um it's good and you just kind of like move from there it's a it's a it's a confidence thing i think as much as as much as anything else confidence and, and game knowledge to be able to expand into that yeah i think that's a good good point something we maybe didn't touch on too much is you can use your scav and on a map like factory you can since it's such a small map there's a lot less information to learn you know you can yeah. play more raids and get a lot more map knowledge and learning the sound cues and things like that so you could really like fast track your way to being very comfortable with playing more aggressive which i even think veritas said that he thinks every player should learn factory first because you'll naturally just learn the mechanics of the game Mm. the downside of that is you know (laughs) it's late wipe currently and it you know it's not free to load your pmc into factory but that being said i think uh yeah what do you think I just think that's why I just yeah I think that's why playing it as scav is 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 awesome. Um, I do kind of see the the uh, I see the sentiment behind that because one of the biggest problems that you have when mm-hmm. you're new is that you don't get to practice playing against other players enough. Yeah, because half the time you don't even see them and you don't know where they're going to be, and you don't really get into fair fights particularly when you're brand new mm, and that's true and it makes it very hard to actually i think that's part of the, like the steep climb right at the beginning it's just so hard to get past that point of just like every time i go anywhere i get shot it doesn't matter what i'm wearing or how good my gun is because i just get shot in the head every time and die and it's gonna be rough yeah it's really rough and it's so hard to get past that that point um whereas on at least on factory you're probably gonna see the person that kills you <laughs> um most of the time yeah but then again like yeah i mean i'm not sure if i would have just like main factory right at the beginning as a new player i just don't know if i would have done it i don't think i had enough experience to not just burn through my entire stash to be honest with yeah. you so i think like there's a middle ground to be had i i, I wouldn't sure. recommend just doing it all the time in personally and i just don't think it would have worked for me i'd have just been like too scared and wouldn't have played properly and that kind of thing so just kind of like built it up with time although i wish i had kind of gone and done it sooner even though mm-hmm. i don't think it, i should necessarily have done it right at the beginning um i think like you know once you're sort of like semi-comfortable with the game and you're you know above level 20 or whatever like you can definitely go and like win on factory um i was actually surprised at the number of people who are kind of like not really that kitted to be honest there's like plenty yeah. of people wearing like or- you know, ordinary kits like level four armor and stuff and then there's like a bunch of people just using pistols so it's it's not all like you know super super thick boys 
I'm the I'm the monster under the bed these days. It turns out. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, I feel like it'd be a very you'd have to be. I had to know you pretty well to recommend you. Okay, you just got Tarkov. Go play Factory a thousand times. Get back to me when you're done. You know what I mean? I feel like that'd be a really like hard pill to swallow. But um, yeah, I mean, kind of kind of falling back on what we talked about the other, you know last week is you can. Um, you know, budget, use your budget kits, you know, do your, do your homework, learn the spawns and, you know, after a hundred deaths, then you'll have like a basic understanding of the game. <laughs> yeah, look, that's, that's true. I though, used right? the, that's true though. You, yeah. do, you use, you use your budget kits to, uh, to practice this kind of thing. I used to, um, sorry. I used to uh. run <laughs> PP, uh, what is it? Uh, the, the Clin. Oh, the Clin. The Clin. The one that you couldn't put, or that you can put the high power cartridge rounds in. Is that the Clint? I think that's the Clint. I think the Kedder, you, can, you can't put it in the Kedder, but you can yeah, in the Clint. I, I can't two. remember. It's really one way around. Yeah, that was like my, I mean, I was completely new by the game, but I would like buy 20 rounders and load them up with that. And that was like, all right, I'm going to factory, you know, and that was like my, I would like kill one guy and then like just dart to the extract if I could at good times. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, should we wrap it up? I think that's. I think so. Pretty good. I think so. I think that's kind of cool. covered everything that I wanted to cover. Um, I did want to mention um, quickly, audio listeners. Uh, I know we have a lot of you, and I really appreciate you guys tuning in. But if you ever want to get involved, we would love to hear from you. You can go on our Anchor site, which is if you just Google search Anchor and uh, Scav Talk. You can find us up. And there's an option there to message. And we would love to hear from you guys and see what uh, maybe some ideas for some topics or anything you'd like to say to us. We would love to hear from you guys. It's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Because we, sure. we do have some comments on the YouTube and that kind of thing. And it's always, yeah, it's always interesting to hear what people, what people have to say. Um, yeah, yeah. And the comments have been great. So really appreciate you guys' support. Cool. Well, I think that wraps it up. Awesome, this episode, guys. I think so. I think so. Cool. We'll uh, catch you next week. Have a good one. Bye-bye. <laughs>